Hello listeners, hope you're having a wonderful day today. Uh, welcome to Jeeva's podcast and today's episode, we're excited to have with us Srinidhi Ramasubramanyam, a recent graduate in computer science engineering from UC Irvine. Srinidhi is a talented and driven individual with a strong passion for technology and engineering. She's already made a strong start to her career at Hyperloop as a software engineer prior to joining Mercedes-Benz. We're thrilled to have Srinidhi join us on our show to share her insights and experiences. During our conversation, we will discuss Srinidhi's journey to becoming a computer science engineer, her experience transitioning from academia to workforce, and her goals and aspirations for the future. We hope you enjoy this episode and we look forward to your thoughts and feedback. Srinidhi, thank you so much for joining us today and we welcome you to the show. Thanks, thanks so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so I am a software engineer right now at Mercedes-Benz. I work on basically um, bringing up all these computer systems that uh, help uh, help you with the infotainment systems and the cruise control systems and whatnot in your car. Um, so I don't don't uh, particularly particularly write the software for it, but um, I work on bringing up all these systems together, like designing the architecture and a lot of research and development work. So the things that I'm working on right now are super futuristic. You may or may not see them in the cars, probably in the next 15, 20 years too sometimes. So yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> So, what was it like growing up? Did you always want to be a computer science engineer? No, I actually did not think uh, that I would become an engineer. I did not know that I had the caliber for becoming an engineer, to be honest. Like, I was super inclined towards um, history and literature and whatnot. Um, so, when I had to uh, choose my career path, my principal was the one who told me that I would be a better engineer than an author <laughs> or a historian. And, uh, well, she was right, I guess. Yeah, I, I feel much happier being an engineer. <laughs> I feel like I'm making some real contributions to the society and, yeah, building sustainable systems. So, cool. Somehow All my right. principal was right. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm thankful I listened to her advice. <laughs> it was a bit of a struggle initially because, uh, yeah, I because I did not believe in myself that I I had the knack for it. But once I joined my uh, undergrad degree, I felt like okay, this all this makes like science makes sense to me. I think yeah, I think this is what uh, I want to do for the rest of my life. So eventually, things fell into the right places. That's good. Tell me what you enjoy most about computers. I uh, particularly work on, like uh, as I mentioned before, embedded systems. So this is a very low-level piece of software that we write. So this is uh, basically, it works really close to the memory systems and uh, the processors and whatnot. So I, I feel like it's it's so it's so fun working on these systems because especially since I've worked on uh, automotive industry and uh, Hyperloop was 
you can say Aurelia industry. It's the beauty of how all these zeros and ones come together and just make things fly, make things go super fast. Uh, make makes you feel safe, makes your life uh, so efficient, uh, makes you come together with your people. So yeah, I I feel so um, blessed to have you know be, uh, contributed at least one or two lines of code uh, <laughs> into making someone's life easier. That's where every one of us start. So <laughs> yeah, one or two lines. Yes. Okay. Can you describe your experience? transitioning from academia to workforce were you prepared for that transition so at uci i did a super accelerated master's degree like we did not have uh, or i did not choose a thesis option mm-hmm. so i uh, always had this in mind that i do not want to get into research but <laughs> life had other plans for me so both hyperloop as well as the company that I'm working with right now Mercedes both demand high amount of research work leading uh, reading a lot of papers uh, interacting with other teams and understanding to the root level of uh, on how multiple systems work so somehow although I am in the industry I don't feel like I've left academia behind me so I I still feel like a student every day I I don't feel like I'm a working professional in any manner like every every day I go into work and every day I feel like okay this is something new that I'm learning today. So I think that's a misconception that once you enter a uh, workforce that you will be completely equipped to handle everything. I think even the most experienced person still has a lot to learn. I mean that's how most of the people the works force feel and i'm glad <laughs> and i'm glad it's this way <laughs> otherwise i mean what's the purpose there's right? no purpose correct like a robot I mean, doing the same thing that's what keeps us going so you're on the right track there's nothing to be scared about that <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> what are the key skills that they need to transition successfully into a work If someone wants to get into computer engineering, so computer engineering is a little different from computer science. Uh-huh. So computer science is a lot of front-end, back-end development, like okay. it's it's uh, web development and whatnot. Uh, it's it's a way wild field, and computer engineering is a part of it. And computer engineering deals with a lot of hardware uh-huh. and uh, very extremely low-level systems. So okay. in order to understand. how uh, computer engineers should think they should first um, you know get some in-depth knowledge about uh, computer architecture mm-hmm. like how a computer is built from the very uh, scratch what kind of uh, gpus you want to use what kind of cpu you want to use what kind of memory you want to use what how are all these connected how do they communicate with each other uh, so uh, that that's something you need to really understand to the root level and other uh, the other important thing is um, i think operating systems mm-hmm. so af- right after hardware it's the uh, firmware that that comes in and we deal like as computer engineers we deal a lot in this firmware layer okay. so this uh, yeah so this is basically how uh, designing how all these components talk together what um, how how to time it properly and how to manage all these processes uh-huh. so all, all that information is 
like super it should be on your fingertips that's good to know and then lead code and uh, like just practicing your code every day mm-hmm. i think that's a given mm-hmm. so that yeah again it, it the code just flows out of your fingers you don't have to think too much about it cool thank you for sharing that okay what are your goals for your career as a computer science engineer and how do you plan to achieve them <laughs> a couple of years back, uh, I got gone for a career counseling session, and something that came up when um, the analyst and I sat together to discuss uh, how I'm, uh, how well I'm doing, was that I'm terrible at planning. Like planning was the last, <laughs> last or the <laughs> worst of my skills. Actually, something that uh, the person, the counselor, taught me was to set short-term goals for uh-huh. yourself. Mm-hmm. short term quantitative measurable goals you know you can achieve so if if we set something really vague for ourselves i i, I think we'll just lose interest in tracking them so for now uh, i think my goal is to one um, I, i just joined my new company it's been over uh, i think 7 8 months now okay so one thing that i see myself doing is um, learning the trade learning the tech that is mm-hmm. needed to mm-hmm. you know um help uh, help my team help my company and uh, probably um publishing a paper by mm-hmm. the end of next year mm-hmm. so that is something uh, achievable and quantitative can you tell us about any specific challenges or obstacles you might have faced as a recent graduate and how you overcame them One thing is I did not interact with a lot of um, embedded software engineers. Mm-hmm. I think that comes from uh, I am very introverted and I hardly put any efforts into you know networking and reaching out to people so mm-hmm. that's entirely on me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah as and when um, with time I think I got better with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah had had I done that earlier I think I would have gotten a better insight of what the industry is like what kind of skills do they demand uh-huh. because uh, when i was studying at uci uh-huh. um and i was trying to uh, trying to apply for jobs uh-huh. i really did not know um what kind of uh, filters i sh- i should apply when i'm looking for a job uh-huh. what kind of skills do i have that would match the requirements of the company uh-huh. and yeah all uh, and embedded systems being uh, you know being in medical devices being in aerospace being in cars uh, being in anything internet of things robotics every everything has embedded systems in it uh-huh. so initially i thought okay i should just focus on one industry uh-huh. and just try to find out what skill sets they require uh-huh. but uh, yeah through with time i understood that in the end it's the basics that really matter <laughs> but yeah i i wish i had done some networking and uh, some talking to understand what really happens in the industry that was one of the major challenges that i faced but yeah after that as i mentioned earlier every every day is a new day correct uh, every day you learn something new correct so every day you face a new challenge problem to solve yep And that's what makes the day special is that every day is a new day. So you can start new, learn new things. Very good tip. Thank you. How do you stay up to date on the latest developments in the field 
one of the things is that uh, attending a lot of online conferences mm-hmm. like after uh, post covid most conferences uh, are more accessible like you don't have to go uh, to the site to attend, uh, attend one mm-hmm. and yeah i joined a lot of embedded systems groups on linkedin mm-hmm. and uh, yeah people post a lot of uh, their research work and what's going on industry mm-hmm. what kind of you know architecture they work on what kind of tech they work on so mm-hmm. i i feel like linkedin is a great place to start mm-hmm. and once yeah if you find uh, some like a uh, good topic from the conference any conferences or if you find some interesting paper or any interesting architecture you can just go back and uh, do a little more research so go to IEEE uh, go to ACM uh, read a lot of papers that just interest you of course networking of yes. course networking Again, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes and right now being uh, being with mercedes being in the silicon valley i think networking is um, something that i do as a part of my daily daily job because i i get to talk to a lot of uh, industry players in a lot of soc and memory technologies so yeah i i learn something from them every day okay so let me ask you so since you network a lot off late right what is the coolest icebreaker that you've used <laughs> that it's it's kind of funny so uh, we had some visitors from korea uh-huh. and uh, I watch a lot of K-dramas and I'm uh-huh. a big BTS fan. Uh-huh. So I just spoke in broken Korean with them. So yeah, I I just love learning languages, so I just try to find out what the uh-huh. what something I can speak to them. Uh-huh. And how did they take it? <laughs> they were pretty happy yeah. that I put some effort into it. <laughs> they didn't bother about my grammar or whatever. <laughs> But yeah, it put a huge smile on their face. That's good. That's good. Can you share any lessons learned from your experience as a computer science engineer that you think would be valuable for others to hear about? Let's pick three, the top three lessons learned. So the first and most important lesson that I learned was don't be afraid uh, to ask questions. Don't be afraid to just interrupt a meeting and get the question out of your system. because i had struggled with this a lot because i thought oh everyone's going to judge me for asking such a dumb question uh-huh. but it's not it's not that everyone's always happy to teach you something no one's so mean that they're going to call you out for being stupid it's 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 not it's not it's not stupid it's, it's just, it shows that you're inquisitive you want to learn so yeah please please interrupt please ask questions never stop the second thing i would say is um don't uh, don't be satisfied with what you have always you know crave for more let's say if you if your goal was only to read like probably two papers for the week and you got and got done with it in two days mm-hmm. uh, probably work on building out some skills and learning something new for the rest of your time basically don't waste your time and just keep learning mm-hmm. the third thing is probably give some time to yourself uh work life balance is really important mm-hmm. don't burn don't burn yourself out uh-huh. because uh, for for months and months you feel like uh, oh you love your job you're <laughs> contributing uh to uh, all these um, all this amazing tech and all this amazing 
work that you're doing what the company is doing but in the end mental health is really important yep. in the end mm-hmm. it will catch everyone uh one one or the other day no one no one is safe so yeah mm-hmm. you one should take time to you know pursue their hobbies and just read a book relax yes work life balance is very critical very important it's very hard to attain when you're passionate about your job but again that that is crucial for your success as an individual thank you so much uh, nidhi for taking time to come share your valuable insights and experience with our listeners we enjoyed having you as our guest and we hope you had a great time as well your contributions really added a lot of value to the conversation and we're grateful for your expertise thank you again for being part of this podcast it was a pleasure having you on our show thanks so much for having me i had a great time your questions were amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you listeners thank you so much for tuning in to jivas podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode and that you have found it to be informative and engaging we appreciate your support and your interest in our show and we're grateful to have you as a listener if you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes please don't hesitate to reach out to us we value your input and would love to hear from you thanks again for tuning in and we hope to see you back for our next episode of Jeeves podcast till then it's vidyanarayan swami signing off <laughs>